This call is being recorded. Good morning, Declare Victory family. Happy Tuesday. Good morning, this is Pam. Good morning, it's Diane. Good morning, it's Barbara. Good morning, this is Patricia. I don't think we have a host. How are you doing, Diane? This is Pam. I'm good. How are you, Pam? Good. 
Just saying good morning. Good morning, JC. Good morning, JC. Good morning, JC. Good morning, JC. Good morning, good morning. Is anybody greeting this morning? I was just gonna ask the same question. Yeah. I I haven't seen the schedule. I wanna say It should be Tarina. Oh, is it Tarina or but not Bubbly? I mean, last week it was Bubbly, so I, I don't know. No, it's oh, Tarina, but I'll go ahead and step in. Good morning, good morning. Happy Monday. It's Patricia from Arizona. I'm your greeter this morning. Thank you, sweetie. Yeah. I'm going through it. I hear you. Amen. Thank you, sweetheart. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, Patricia. Arizona, good morning. 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 Yes, it is. I feel like I'm in California this morning. It's cold. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to Declared Victory. This is Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Good morning, Barbara. It's Juliet. Good morning, Juliet. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. I can't complain. Yeah. I'm awake. My brain's intact, and I'm feeling pretty good. Praise God. Praise God. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing well also. Thank you for asking. Fantastic. Good morning, family. It's Nikisha. Good morning, Nikisha. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Morning. I, I, I heard somebody say they feel like they was in California. I feel like I'm in California too, but I'm in Nevada. <laughs> oh, that was me, JC. I'm Phoenix, and it's cold. Yeah, I'm, I'm in Las Vegas. I'm like, uh, did I go back to San Francisco in my sleep? <laughs> oh, there, huh? Yeah, that's because you guys be reminiscing over there, and you want to go back and see now you brought it to us. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one, ladies. You too. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Tuesday, with teacher from Arizona. I'm your greeter this morning. Is there anybody else who'd like to say good morning before I start the business at hand? Before we get started with God's business, I'm going to please take this time to look at your phones to make sure your standard mute button is pressed as the call is being recorded and we would like to preserve the integrity of it. Thank you very much. Hello again. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Killer Victory. We thank you for calling us and we thank you for joining us. 
Because the three is a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time, here to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you with your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Please be sure to stay tuned in with us daily for the rest of the month of December, for the monthly theme is entitled Vision. You don't want to miss the messages, teachings, lessons, and heart shares that will be brought to you from our wonderful and gifted declarers. There are two announcements today. Please join us for TNT Bible Study with Pastor LaVale Jones tonight, right here on the call from 7 to 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Second, if you've been blessed by the call we would like to sow into it, please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me backslash declarevictory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father We return to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There were no prayer requests submitted on the app, nor were there any spoken ones. The order of the call today is the prayer and corporate praise we brought by Juliet. The declaration we brought by Eric Smith. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the Claire, Eric Smith. Again, the order of the call is the prayer and the corporate praise will be brought by Juliet. The declaration will be brought by Eric Smith. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the Claire, Eric Smith. The scripture reading for today is Psalm 23, 5 through 6. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unveiling love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, I'd like to make sure that you just take a look at your phones one more time to make sure the standard mute button is on. Again, as the call is being recorded, we'd like to preserve the integrity of it. This time, I wanted to take the time to thank you again for calling in to declare victory. I know you'll be blessed by the rest of the call. Happy Tuesday. God bless. And I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Oh, God, I'm asking that you speak to your servants, for your servants are listening this morning, Lord. I'm asking that you speak to my husband today. Speak, Heavenly Father, for thy flock have gathered together, and we are waiting. Morning by morning, waiting to hear a fresh word for you. God, we ask of you this morning to be thou our vision. For thy word is the way, the truth, and the light. Thy word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It is our daily instruction before leaving earth. Take the eye staff off our eyes this morning, that we may see clearly the path that you have laid out for us today. 
Oh, Lord, please open the eyes of our hearts that we may feel you today and see where it is in your vineyard that you want us to labor. Lord, we thank you, O God, for keeping watch over your sheep as we slept through the night. We thank you for being ever-present in our lives and keeping us from any hurt, harm, and danger. Lord, we thank you for being front guard and our rear guard. We thank you, O God, for being our provision, both physically and spiritually, and our shelter in time of storm. We thank you for being our mind regulator and peace enforcer. Surely the joy in knowing you has given us strength, strength to face a new day and any challenges that it brings. Oh, God, we are so glad that you are on our side. For greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Speaking of the world, you tell us in 1 John 2.15, to love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, then the love of the Father is not in him. So with that in mind, we are asking you to give us a clean heart. Because the issues of the heart is where the love of the world comes from. And forgive us of our sins and shortcomings. We ask that you hear our prayer, O God. An answer for the earth is groaning right now due to man's greed and carelessness. And the love of many are waxing cold. Mass shootings are happening every day. Thousands upon thousands are trying to live with barely any food and no shelter. And many of us are just a paycheck away from that ourselves. Please, O oh God, protect our children especially their minds, for, for the spirit of rebellion is running rampant in our family circles, the neighborhoods, the schoolhouse, and the cities. But in spite of it all, we will lift up the name of Jesus, where all our strength and light comes from. We will not succumb to the chaos and insanity because our God can and will supply our needs. Our God is awesome. He is mighty. He's the ruler of the earth and the sea. He is ever-present. He is our rear guard, our front guard. He is always available. He will never fail. We just want to praise him and lift him up. So people of God, help me praise the Lord. Lift up his voice. Lift up your Jesus, voice. Jesus, Jesus, Call aloud upon his name. Hallelujah. 
Thank you. 
You are worthy, God. You are worthy. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy. Let us go, Tyler. You are
um, what is vision, but more, most importantly, uh, what happens? What happens when when uh, we get this vision, you know, and and uh, how do we bring it to fruition? Uh, 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 God is giving me this vision. Uh, what do I do now? Okay. What do I do in the meantime, in the in between time from the from the, from the receipt of the vision until when the vision uh, comes to pass? Uh, uh, how do I conceptualize this vision? How do I work with it? Uh, um, so uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about that. I want to uh, tell you a, a story first, um, and it has to do with vision. It has to do uh, with the, the bringing of a vision to pass, uh, there was a, a, a young man uh, who preached uh, in eight states. Uh, he pastored in eight states. He preached all over the world. Uh, he was a, a, a great servant for the Seventh Day Adventist uh, Conference. And after 30 years, uh, and I won't get into the details, he was uh, induced to retire. And um, for someone who, who, who was preached for 30 years and uh, uh, who still had to fire, uh, if you were to be in that situation, you'd be like, well, what now? Okay, he's in his 50s. And so without having a church, without having a conference, without having a, a viable occupation, he has a vision. He has a vision of this church. He has a vision that he is passing this church, that this church would be for the least, the last, the lost, that this church foundation would be prayer, that this church would be placed in a, a, a place where those who did not know necessarily about church uh, um, would be able to come and to hear. This church would be a place where those who who may uh, have been um, not willing to worship in the same mode that that Seventh Day Adventist um, churches mainly worship and that is like in a eurocentric fast uh eurocentric fashion um where worship was kind of restrained uh where if you say amen too loud uh, uh you you know you may look down and see the deacons uh, uh coming to escort you out but his vision was a church that that one could praise freely that that the music would not be uh uh, uh condemned uh that you know, people wouldn't look too hard if you, you if they heard somebody playing the drums. This was this vision of this church, and so uh, now being in in California, back in the, into the state where he was born, uh, 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 this young man, or, or not so young anymore, but this man in his fifties was driving around with his, with his wife, uh, who had also come from a family that had been starting churches, I believe. Her family had had started and established three or four churches that are still uh, operating in the in the Bay Area, 
for the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And they were driving around one day, and he drove down MacArthur Boulevard, and he saw this building. And, and, and the address was 7007. 707. Not only did the word seven uh, speak to him, but he saw that this building was, 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 uh, would be perfect. It was the building, it was the building blocks of the vision that would come to pass. And so he went and he talked to the owners. Uh, they weren't interested in uh, giving him the building at, at, at this time. Uh, I'll stop right there. I want to go rewind back. Before he sees the building, remember, he still has a fire and he still has a passion and he still has a calling on his life. And so uh, the first Sabbath after he retired, uh, he preaches a sermon and does a service to an audience of one, that is his wife. Okay. Let's fast forward back to where I put back again, okay? So, so you understand that this man is still preaching. He's still, but he's, he's starting out with an audience of one, his wife is, is, is his supporter. They see the building. He's denied that building, but the building is a very integral part of his vision. What, what does he do? What would you do? Would you give up? Would you say, nah, Lord, maybe, you, 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 maybe this is wrong. Maybe, maybe I'll get the vision from the Lord. Maybe this is, uh, this is my own vision. What does he do? He begins to gather his family, uh, uh, and he begins to do Bible studies. Sometimes at his house, sometimes at the homes of the other. Meanwhile, he's building a congregation. He finds another church. Being that he's a Sabbath keeper and he worships uh, on Saturday, he finds a church, I believe it's on uh, 88th uh, Avenue in, 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 in um, Oakland. And, um, the church is made available for him Saturday. So he begins to preach. He begins to, to, to uh, identify, uh, uh, not only solidify not only his vision, but his beliefs in everything. He moves from that church eventually to another church, and he does the same thing, all the while preaching, all the while teaching congregation begins to grow. It's a congregation that, that, is, that has been made from new people, um, from, from old people who, who he's impacted his, uh, during his uh, time of preaching in San Francisco and from other Seventh-day Adventist churches, the same people who are, are, are kind of um, disillusioned uh, with the conference or the denomination, but still has that belief and still wants to hear uh, a word from God. And so while he's preaching and, he, and he's at this church, once again, he receives a call. He goes back. He never gives up on that vision of, of, of that building. Finally goes back after, I think, a couple years. And at this time, the, the people uh, at, who own this uh, building uh, give it to him. 
Now, the building is not perfect. Uh, the interior is, is made of, of a type of uh, astroturf-like green-like carpet. Uh, uh, this building being a community center, uh, it has one of those shiny disco balls that hangs from the ceiling. It's, it's got theater-type chairs. Uh, it's got a, a, a kind of like a, a, a stage. but it's perfect for Pastor DJ Williams because his vision goes beyond what he sees. He begins his church. Church is just thriving. Let's fast forward about 10, 15 years. There's a schism and a lot of people leave the church but he still keeps on going. He still keeps on preaching, still keeps on preaching. Church goes on. There's improvements made. Let's fast forward 30 years from now. It is 2019. Pastor is old. He is about to transition. In my sanctified imagination, I can see Pastor D.J. Williams look at the accomplishments of his vision. He can look back and see that he has, has made march for the city. He can look back and see that one of his nephews is, is also now a, a, a pastor uh, of a thriving church in Maryland, that one of his other nephews is not only a, a, a power player in Hollywood, but is the youngest black man to have his own movie uh, studio, his multimedia outlet, and now is doing his own movies. There's an elder and a, and a deacon that is faithful. That his last marriage was to a man named Eric Smith, Juliet Smith, and now we have, and now there's a new pastor, a pastor now that he can pass the torch from Moses to Joshua, like Moses did to Joshua. Thirty years. At the time, most men would retire. This man passed it on, and I believe before he laid his eye to rest. God allowed him to see that the vision that he was was pleasing in God's eyes and it would carry on. Now, that was my pastor. I wanted to give you the story to tell you that it falls in line with the vision, okay? It's not enough to have vision, but what do you do with the vision? I'll tell you another uh, a story, and this is a story that we already know. Um, so let's talk about Joseph a little bit. Joseph also had a vision, okay? Joseph's vision was also deferred. And what happens when your vision is deferred? What do you do when God gives you something and it doesn't come to pass right then? Um, I 
we know about, uh, uh, if you want to know a little bit about the story about Jacob's vision, um, we have to go to Genesis 37 and 8. I mean, I'm sorry, 37 5. 37 verse 5 says, And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren. They hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Here, I pray you, this dream which I dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in a field, and lo, my sheaf arose, and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance to my sheaf. And his brother said, Shout thou indeed reign over us? Or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him, yet the more for his dreams and for his words. And he dreamed yet another dream, and told it to his brothers, and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and eleven stars made obeisance to me. Obeisance or to bow down. And he told it to his father and to his brothers, and his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is it, this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and, and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee to the earth? And his brothers envied him, but his father observed him, saying, And his brethren went to feed their father's flock in Shechem. So Joseph has this dream in which his, the, the works of his brothers, uh, uh, his brothers are bowing down, and then he has another dream in which uh, uh, the sun, moon, the stars, and his brothers and his father bow down before him. It's an important lesson right here, and I want to say this right now. Sometimes when your vision is so, sometimes it's not good to tell everybody your vision, okay? Because when you have a vision, and God will give you vision, you're going to have haters. You're going to have people that 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 are going to oppose you. Listen. Joseph has this dream, and he's a teenager, okay? Because of the result of that dream, because Joseph was a little bit of a tattletale, his brothers decided to, to sell him into slavery. Joseph's vision uh, comes to pass, but it takes 22 years from him to go to slavery to royalty. He was 17 when he was sold. He was 13 years working for Potiphar. In, in uh, um, uh, the uh, king of the guard in the Egypt. He runs into trouble with Potiphar. If you know the story, Potiphar's wife uh, uh, wants him, and, and, and he has nothing to do for her, so she lies to Potiphar. So he gets thrown in prison. He spends at least two years minimum in prison. So Joseph, 17. He was younger when he got his vision, but it isn't until he's a man, a, a, a middle-aged man of 30, when his vision becomes the past, because he interprets the dreams of Pharaoh, and because he's, and, be, and, and because he's been trained and prepared, he's, he's ready for his vision, and he's ready, and he takes his vision to hand. He's 39 years when his brothers come back to meet him, although they don't need him, need him anymore. If, if we know the whole story about Joseph, his brothers come in because there's a famine in the land. They come to Egypt. They recognize it's not Joseph. Joseph doesn't do any harm, but he plays a game with them because he wants to see his youngest brother. So he sends them back to Egypt. He's 41 
when his brothers return. He's in his 40s when his vision is realized. Okay, not only does his brothers uh, bow down to his, his, his thing, but he not, not only does he uh, become the second-hand man to Pharaoh, which is at that time the Pharaoh of Egypt, and Egypt was the greatest uh, country in the world. He becomes the second most powerful man in the known world at that time, but he becomes the savior of his people. Because he's allowed his people to come, his family to come into vision. I mean, his family come into Egypt. And, and, and from Egypt, we know the rest of the story. Okay. Without Joseph, there is no Moses. Without Moses, there is no Joshua. And so on and so on and so on until Jesus comes. So we have a story. We have two stories. Pastor D.J. William, who has the vision, but it doesn't come to pass. And also Joseph, who has a vision, and it takes so long for that vision to come to pass. So what do you do when God gives you a vision? Okay? And here's a couple of things. Number one, you have to do the work. Okay? First of all, your vision isn't going to be something small. Vision is not something that you can see with your eyes. It has to be something that you see with your mind and see with your heart. It has to be greater. Your vision will always be greater than what you can see. That is your vision. But you have to do the work. My pastor, D.J. Williams, when, he, when his vision didn't come to pass, when he didn't get the building, he didn't stop right there, okay? He started small, okay, and he built and he built. He went he established Bible studies. He got another church. He built his congregation. He built his ministry. And so um, also Joseph. When Joseph uh, uh, was sold, uh, uh, sold into slavery, he worked until he became um, the best worker of Potiphar. Potiphar gave him uh, uh, charge of his house. Not because he looked good, not because uh, 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 Potiphar uh, liked him, but because he was excellent in what he did. Even when he was put in the prison, he was such an excellent administrator. He was put all he was put head over over all the prison. So, because he's excellent in work, God was preparing him. For his vision. What is God doing to you right now while he's preparing for your vision to conceptualize? Are you doing the work? And if you are doing the work, are you doing it excellently? Number one, you have to put in the work. Number two, your vision is not your calling. Remember that. Your vision is something that's outside your calling. It will be, it, it probably and most likely will be related to your calling. But your vision is not your calling. Once again, I go to the example of the story I told my pastor. My pastor had a vision for the church, but that was not his calling. He was always called to be a preacher. In fact, the story goes that when my pastor was three and four, he used to preach outside his house to the birds, to the to the to the to the to you know the squirrel. That was his first congregation. That was his calling, okay? You may be called to a certain ministry, and you may be called to a certain thing, but you cannot get your vision messed up with your calling. Why? Because if your vision does not come to pass, it will cause you to question your calling. 
Joseph. Joseph was not called, was, had a vision, okay? He had a vision. His vision was of, of ultimately that people would, would bow to him, but that was not his calling. Joseph was called to be an administrator, and he showed that, and he worked at that. He was administrator over Potiphar's house. He was administrator over the jail. Moses, Moses got a vision of the tabernacle, and God gave him a clear vision, but that was not Moses' calling. Moses' calling was to be a leader. He was to be, uh, he was to be a giver of the law. Nehemiah. Nehemiah's vision was to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem after, after it, it had been destroyed and the temple. But that was not Nehemiah's calling. When we talk about, when we look at Nehemiah in the Bible, Nehemiah is, is, is a cupbearer for the king. He's also a, a great administrator. Paul, Paul had a vision. But Paul's vision was not his calling. Paul's calling was to be a great teacher, a great evangel, uh, uh, evangelist. Uh, uh, um, and, and, and so his vision was to build these churches, was to bring the gospel to the, to the, uh, to the Gentiles at that time, but that was not his calling. Paul's initial uh, um, occupation was a tent maker. So I'm saying this to say that your vision will be in line with your calling, but remember, you have to you have to operate in your calling. You have to prepare your calling. You have to develop uh, your calling, your ministry, your occupation, whatsoever, and then your vision will fall in line. Don't get the two mixed up. They are uh, separate. Number three, while you're waiting for to be your vision and while you're making your vision come to pass, know this, there will be opposition. Once again, I go back to the story of my pastor. As he began to build his church, and when he got his church on, online, because his church was not of the seven-day Adventists and the conference, the other sister churches, and some of those churches were, which were ones that his wife had helped build and create, they actually prohibited their members from going to his church they said that if you was going to Wings of Love, you're going to go to hell because they're not Seventh-day Adventists. Um, Joseph, when he told his brothers his vision, what did they do? They thought about killing him first, okay? And they almost did, but they sold him to slavery, okay? Nehemiah, when he got his vision on, being, on building the walls and everything, when he went there, he realized that Israel at that time, or, or, or Jerusalem, it was surrounded by all of his enemies. And when he, be, he began to, to build on his vision, they actually uh, uh, threatened him. They actually went to the king and said, you know, if Nehemiah builds this, uh, uh, if Nehemiah builds this city, he's going to revolt against you. Um, they tried to assassinate him. They tried to get him outside the, uh, uh, the city walls so that they could kill him. Uh, they tried to sabotage him, but he kept going. Okay, know this, that when your vision comes to God, the enemy is going to get mad, and the enemy is going to work through situations, through people, through your environment, through anything to stop you from, from um, getting your vision. So number three, there will be opposition. Number four, 
And I said this before, your vision is always going to be bigger than what you think. Joseph could not conceive at the time that he would be the second most powerful man in the world. Moses could not see at the time, even though Moses had grown, grown up and was the beneficiary of, 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 of Joseph's vision, he could not see that he would, uh, uh, he would go from uh, a prince in the course of Pharaoh to a lowly shepherd and then to uh, a savior, a leader of over two million uh, people. Number four, your vision is bigger than what you can see. Don't let that overwhelm you. And number five, and this is something my pastor always said. This is one of his most things. God gives vision. He makes provision. When God gives you the vision, he makes provision. Once again, we go to Joseph. Joseph could have wound up anywhere when he was sold to slavery, but he wound up in a place where, where uh, he was serving or he was a slave underneath the captain of, of the guard of, of, of Pharaoh. See, even, even then, because Joseph uh, uh, was, was faithful to God and he worked, God put him in places where he could thrive where he could learn, where he could train. Even when he was in, in prison, because he was faithful to the vision, he was faithful to the work, God always provided him. God, once again, places him in a, in a position of authority because that's what his vision was. His vision was going to be ultimately that he was going to be an authority over, over uh, the known world at that time. Moses. When God gives Moses the vision on Mount Sinai of the tabernacle, you know, Moses could have said, okay, I got the vision, Lord, so now what do I do? But because Moses was faithful and believed God, I believed God's vision, God told him, I'm going to send you people. I'm going to send you men, and I'm going to give them uh, the wherewithal and the skill in order how to build this, this tabernacle, how to fashion the uh, the Ark of Covenant, how how to build the altars, the lampstand, the the, uh, uh, the 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 stand in which the bread was. God gave Moses the vision, but he was faithful, and so God provided him. Also, all everything that went into building the tabernacle, they brought out of Egypt from their from their former uh, oppressors. In your vision, God can make can provide you with the with the stuff of the people who are hating you and who are over you. God will provide you the stuff to get your vision done from the very people who are against your vision. Now, and it's with this, Pastor DJ. Pastor DJ was faithful to the to the vision. God changed the mind of the men who held that building in seven zero. 7007 MacArthur and changed their heart and they were able to provide them. Now, at the church we are at now, Wings of Love, there had been times where it looked like the doors were going to close. There were times when we didn't know where, where we would get the money to, to pay the mortgage. 
but God always provided somehow in some way uh, uh, an anonymous benefactor, um, a bank that gave us the loan to refinance. And even right now, uh, at, at, at when we were preparing for Bishop's funeral, our, our offerings had went down so much to where we was like, we not we don't even have money to, to, to pay salaries. But on his memorial, people came in, and that one night we raised over 16000 enough to pay bills, enough to pay the salary, and have a little bit left over. So always remember, God gives vision. He makes provision. And so that's my declaration. I hope you learned something. Um, I'm going to open it up right now for those who uh, may have uh, late coming on and want to say hello. Now I'm trying to be acknowledged. So holler at a brother. Yo, 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 yo. It's Bona B. <laughs> hey, how you doing? It was good, Brother E. It was so good. How you doing, Mona? I'm doing good. God bless you. God bless you, Good morning, Big Head. I mean, good morning, Big Brother Eric. <laughs> How you doing, little sis? What's up, BD? Awesome, share. Good morning, Brother Eric. This is Moni. Good morning, sis. How you doing? Good to hear I'm you, Sarah. Good. Thank you. Bless my soul today. Amen. Good morning, Brother E. This is Barbara. Awesome share, brother. Hey, Barbara. Good to hear you. Good morning, brother Edith Castle. Good morning, Brother Eric. This is Andrew. Enjoyed your your take on vision. Really did. Good morning, Brother Eric. This is Sabrina. I enjoyed you as well. Hey, good, good morning, morning, Brother This is Cedric. Thank you for that declaration. Good morning, Victory Family. God bless you all. You still with us, Brother E? I think we lost him. Okay. <laughs> you give him a call, Juju? Yeah, I'm calling him. He's calling back in. He got cut off. Hello? I can hear you, Juliet. Uh, <laughs> okay.
Hello? Hello, can anybody hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay, okay. Sorry, uh, I'm at work, and there's some places I, uh, where I go, the, the uh, uh, signal is bad, so I, tend, I tended to get, tend to get called. I'm, um, I'm back. So once again, I, I just want to um, do a, a quick recap. Uh, what do you do when your vision is deferred? Or what do you do to bring it to fruition? I said, uh, we talked about, uh, I talked about the story of my pastor. Uh, I talked about the story of Joseph. Um, and I gave you five points. Number one, you have to do the work. Um, number two, your vision is not your calling. Number three, there will be opposition. Uh, number four, your vision is bigger than what you can see. And number five, where God gives vision, he makes provision. And so now I'm gonna open up the call. Uh, any questions, uh, comments, commentary? Uh, the line is open, holler at it, brother. Hey, babe. Um Loved your decoration. I love you. Um, you know that part where you just said that was to me that really resonated to me is that your your vision is not your uh, what what did you just say? I want to make sure it's, I not, say. it's not your calling. Right. You know that was an eye opener because uh, for a long time that's what I thought. Can you kind of unpack that a little bit more though? When you say that, when you're talking about that, sure. Um, when I when I talk about your vision is not your calling, is that your vision is not to be all, and 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 it's not, you know, your vision is not the, the whole capsule of, of your life and, and and of your achievements. Now, uh, your vision will most likely be in line. Uh, give you an example. Um, We all in Christmas season, we know about Handel's uh, Messiah and everything. Um, and and Handel's Messiah, uh, he actually wrote that as as kind of like an advertisement or a fundraiser music for 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 this company, you know. But we tend to think of this as this grand piece of work. Now Handel was a composer. Uh, Handel's Messiah, he wrote that in 28 days. That magnif magnificent piece of work. And you know, it not only talks about Christmas, it talks about the life of Christ, it talks about Christmas, also talks about his, his death and, and resurrection. He wrote that for 28 days, um, essentially really fasting, not eating or doing anything. And, and he said at the end, uh, and the end piece of the hallelujah chorus, hallelujah, hallelujah, he said he saw a vision of, of, of heaven opening up. And and uh, uh, and the angels and them singing. There was this vision, but Handel did many other works. He did many other uh, compositions. Um, Colonel Sanders for uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Colonel Sanders uh, was a man of many talents. I mean, but he was a failure at them all. Okay. But he didn't have the vision of 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 of, of Kentucky Fried Chicken until he was an older man. But his vision wasn't wasn't what his whole life was. But it was the culmination of his life work. 
So what I'm trying to say is you, your vision can be a culmination of your life's work, but your life work and your ministry is going to be other things to other people and also to yourself rather than your vision. You may have a vision, uh, uh, um, and Dion, if you look at Dion's testimony, uh, Dion had a vision to do a prayer line, but the, that vision isn't, isn't, isn't all of Dion, you know? Dion was uh, uh, ran a, a hair salon. She she uh, runs a, a, a media outlet. Uh, she she does this. She's a great singer. She's a good pastor. You know what I'm saying? She's, she's a life coach. You know, but her vision, her baby, is declare victory. But declare victory now is to a point that if Dion was to go somewhere else, or if Dion never came back on this line again, declare victory would declare victory would go on. And so would Dion. Dion would, will go on to do other things. Her vision was declare victory, but that's not her calling. That's not all what Dion is. Now, the reason why I say your vision not your calling because if something happens to defer your vision, or if you are, or if you are, are, are opposed and your vision takes longer to 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 uh, be realized. That if you think that your vision is all that you are, then you you will get depressed. You you will get um you will you will despair, and you may likely give up. See, that's what the enemy wants us to do. The enemy wants us to think that we're one dimensional. The enemy wants us, us to think that you know one accomplishment is is everything. And if we don't accomplish that, then you know we 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 will give up if we if we think that is like that. So I hope that kind of um. Hope that kind of uh, answers your question, Ben. Yeah, it did. I mean, I was now thinking about uh, not Moses, but you were talking about Joseph. How you know he had the vision that his family would bow down to him. He didn't see the bigness of the vision, but it actually uh, he was a facilitator to make sure his family didn't starve. You know, so that the, the lineage could keep going. Um, so yeah, I see. I see it now. Exactly. Exactly. Always, you know. So basically, God gives us a window view, right? Kind of a window view into, like, because I mean, where you, you know, where He's actually taking you to. to. Maybe it gives you kind of like the, the vision is almost like the drive. Exactly. Exactly. You hit okay. it right on the button. Got it. Right. Got it. Got it. Thank you. Okay. Love you. Anybody else? Any questions, comments? Okay, well, Harris, if not, Andrew. hey Andrew, how you doing? Hey, I'm 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 good. I I, I just wanted to uh, piggyback on on the discussion that that you were just having. When God gives us a vision. That's a particularly special task that, that he set to our hands. And a lot of times we're not going to be able, unless he gives us that uh, double portion of discernment, we're not really going to see the end from the beginning. So at the time that you get your vision, you aren't really sure if that's just one of the things that's going to be on your plate or if it's the main thing that's on your plate and everything else radiates from that. But a lot of times 
when you don't have that uh, end vision where you can see it fulfilled and you can see how it connects to everything else, uh, you may not see how you're going to accomplish it. It may seem like it's, you know, almost ridiculous. Like, why would I want to do that? You know, it doesn't seem to fit with everything else I've been doing. It doesn't connect to the path I'm on. But we're supposed to be soldiers of the cross. And we're supposed to occupy until he comes. And so if those are the last orders that he gives us, we're supposed to see them through no matter what. Because he set that task to us. And it's important that we accomplish it. Because when we stand before him, our reward is going to be uh, is going to be oriented around, did you do what I asked you to do? And we have to answer for that. But a lot of times, our faith gets tested, our strength gets tested, our patience gets tested, our knowledge gets tested. The enemy will test how truly tight we are with the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit will be telling us what to do. Our steps are guided by the Lord, but a lot of times we may get to the point where we don't trust them so much because we're relying on our own knowledge and not his, you know, truly endless knowledge. And so a lot of times when you're struggling with your vision, that could be a really tough time. That could be a make or break your walk time, depending on how much you tie into people's reaction to your vision. You may feed off that fame aspect or the wow part of your vision rather than just getting it done. So uh, dealing with your vision isn't a small thing. It, 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 it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's right up there you know, pretty high with, with everything else that's, that's so ultra important, but it's important for us to make sure that we see it through. Because like I said, that's a task that the Lord gives us specifically and we owe it to him for what he's done for us to do everything we can for him. So thank you, brother. I'm going back on you. Amen. Amen. Great, great, uh, insight, uh, on that, uh, uh, Andrew and, and and thank you thank you for your comments. It reminds me, uh, and we talked about this Bible verse uh, in, in yesterday's declaration, um, Habakkuk two two and three. And I, I want to say it again. Um, then the Lord answered me and said, "Record the vision and inscribe it on tablets, that the one who reads it may run. For the vision is yet for an appointed time; it hastens towards its goal, and it will not fail." Though it tarry, wait for it, or certainly it will certainly come and it will not delay. So that's, Buckup in that verse is telling me the importance of understanding that uh, our vision may seem like it's delayed in our time, but it's not. It's actually our, the, when God gives you the vision, it's according to his time. And, and and it may see that we go through the opposition, but as the verse says that if we are faithful, um, the vision will come to pass. 
the first part of it is that when God gives you that vision, you have to bring it. It's, it's, it's our um, requirement, is our task to bring it from the seen to the unseen so that others may catch, catch that vision. So others may be able to, to, to grab hold of your vision in their hearts and their minds and work towards it. Remember what I said, when Moses got the, when Moses got the, the, the vision for the tabernacle, Moses didn't know how to build the tabernacle. When, Moses, uh, when Noah got the vision for the ark, he got the measurements, he got everything, but Moses could, I mean, Noah could not build that ark by himself. He needed other people. And you know, the building of the ark took 120 years. But it was accomplished. The tabernacle was built. And the vision that came to pass, you know, uh, the children of Israel went into the promised land. Uh, Moses was not there to see it. Maybe you may not get the chance to see the in the, the the beginning, I mean the, the culmination of, of your vision. Uh you may get to see it and you may get to see parts of it. But you know, some people have visions that 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 are so much bigger that it it it, it will not only influence them, it, it will not only influence their progeny, but you know generations to come. But believe, trust and believe according to God's word, it will get accomplished. Anybody else? Any other uh, any other comments or questions? Okay, I'm gonna give you some time back. Uh, we're having our Christmas uh, um, concert, so I've, I've got to get ready to. Uh, set up for it and um, students and parents will be coming in early. And so uh, I wanna thank everybody um, for the comments. I wanna thank everybody for their time. And um, as we, I'm going to pray us out. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you. Lord, you said in your word that in the latter days that your spirit will be poured out on all flesh. that old men would dream dreams and young men would see vision. And so, Lord, we know that according to your word that there is a vision for each and every one of us. So, Lord, I, I pray, Lord, that the Holy Spirit would be poured out, Lord, in abundance, overflowing to each one that is on this line, that they would see the vision, that they would, they would, they, that they would bring it from the scene from the unseen to the seen. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would give us the faithfulness, Lord, the ability to wait, the ability to run, the wisdom and the knowledge to, to know when to wait and when to work. Lord, bless these people as we leave this line, Lord, may we not leave your presence. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you, everyone. Have a good, great day, and remember, God loves you, and so do I. Good, good day. Everybody. Good bless you, everyone. Goodbye. Take care, everyone. Be safe. Be blessed. Have a blessed day, family. Love you. Have a good day, everyone.
I like you. Have a good day. Love you guys.